Well, thank you. Such a spirit of blessing among us here. The Lord, the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're always the same. You are here in your fullness, always. In us, through us, by us. We just see your living self. Thank you. Amen. Now, there is a, what shall I call it, third stage of recognition, because everything is only recognizing who he is, that's all, who he is, in us, by us, through us, that's all. It isn't growth in us. In growth, it's, it's growth in grace, which is what he, he given to us, and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So all stages are stages of enlarged recognition, that's all, of him. And there's the third one. As I quoted yesterday, stated by the Bible as a fatherhood. I'm not going to speak on that this morning. I think I should give the last two sessions I'm privileged to have with you uh, Friday and Saturday there are certain uh, ar areas of understanding which have been very revolutionary to me in the fatherhood level one is how to replace negative seeing by positive seeing how to live by negative, by positive seeing and believing in place of negative, that's an area of its own. And then how as sons to use our authority, which is the word of faith. We're authoritative sons of God, and we're authoritative sons by the operation of the word of faith. And by the uh, highest privilege of the laid down life in the intercession, the outpoured life in the intercession. Those are three uh, understandings of some of the operations of the, of the, of the uh, God in, in, in fatherhood, in uh, outer action. Because fatherhood is outer action, the other is inner. That we will come to. But I felt this morning, I'd like again to... Uh, um, go over somewhat um, the uh, uh, final um, shall I call it point of recognition uh, we came to last night uh, uh, who a real person is who am I a real person is God expressed by a person a real person is Christ in that person's form we're really Christ in our human form. We're really God expressed by us. Tremendous. That's a real person. The whole universe is God expressed by universe. But in a remarkable fashion, we're like, we're, we're gods. We're, we're free people as God is. So in a very special way, it's, a new, it's another matter when God is expressed by me because I'm, I'm a free person. So God expressed by me means I operate as a free person. It isn't I, it's he. That's the secret. A tree is just a tree. An animal, it has instincts, it's an animal. We are, we are free people. 
And so, uh, uh, it's us, it's if, it's, it's, it's we're not we, we're he, we're not we, we're he, and yet we're he, yet, and yet we're we, yet we're we, we're, we're in action. And this is not, not we but he, that's the secret. That's because uh, self is always to be in the foreground. The universe has never seen, I told you that, only in its particular form. You never see electricity, you only see that. You never see the atom, you only see that. You never see God, you only see suns. Sun and suns. The sun and through the sun the suns. That's all we'll ever see. So we forever will be God in manifestation. So we need to know it's just to be a person. And then that we're free people to be absolutely free people with every potential we have in total action. And I take it down here, our potential is only like the little tip of an iceberg. What will be when we become freed, freed people as the sons of God in the eternal, in the eternal dimension? That's why it's, take, it's taken so long for us to know what it is to be a person. So we saw this. To be a person, a real person, is to be, my, to be I, or to be me, whichever your grandmother gives you. Uh, but didn't I, is he? And I know that so. I live on that background fact. That's why to me, the John 3.16 for the believer is Galatians 2.20. John 16, we all know, says, uh, 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 for the unbeliever is God so loved the world, whosoever believes on him shall not perish, and so on. The what I might call the John 16, the key verse for the redeemed, the believer, to me, is Galatians 2.20. If you have, many of you know that as well as I do by heart. If not, you should underline it and mark it down. Because there you get the three levels of the self. The three levels of the self. I am crucified with Christ. That's the old one out. As we saw yesterday, identified in Christ's cross, cut off in Christ's cross from that spirit of error which once dominated me. Dead to sin. May slip into sins, but never, dead, never sin again, because sin is the principle of self-sentence. We're cut off forever from that. In, in identification with the death of Christ. I am crucified with Christ. First I. That I out. Oh, wait a minute, I live. One. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live sub-moment. Yes, yet not I, but Christ is in me. That's the second one. Uh, the, um, it's really from wrong self to no self to right self. This is the no self. I'm crucified with Christ. That's the wrong, wrong one out through the fall. Uh, no self, I, no, it's not I. It's Christ living, not with me, not by me, not for me. It, me, me, because he replaces me. Listen to what Paul said. I live, no, I don't live, yet not I, Christ lives. In other words, he replaces me. So the real you is Christ. And the real you is the living God. Because Paul, John, is more usually speaks of God dwelling in you. Brother Rollins and Buford had out there to go. Um, uh, Paul, on the whole, speaks of both, speaks of Christ dwelling in you. They both speak of the Spirit dwelling in you. Dwelling is permanency. Dwelling is not in and out. Dwelling is not visitation. Dwelling is ownership. This is ownership. It's something fixed. That's dwelling. And that's what, what, what Jesus said. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. That's one tree. The branch is only the vine in branch form, isn't it? 
Except he's only the, 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 the means by which the vine is coming through. It's the vine in his form. So you're Christ in your human form, that's all. You're Christ in your Elizabeth form, or your John form, or your Tom form, or whatever it may This remains. That's, that's, the, that's the second eye. The no-self, as it were. As if I've disappeared, and it's he. I crucified, the wrong one out. I lived, no, didn't I live? It's Christ living, the, the right one in, which is Christ, expressed by my humanity. But the expression, that's the third one. Now the third one, life, I now live in the flesh, I live it again. By the faith of the Son of God. Remember, faith is knowledge. Faith is having something. Faith isn't getting something. Faith is being something. Faith is substance. Faith of the Son of God means, oh, oh yes, yeah, I'm joined to Him. He's permanently loved me, gave Himself for me, now I'm a co-lover and a co-giver for others. I'm with Him in His co-loving and co-giving for others. But uh, you see, I come back. I now live. I live in the flesh. So every Christian is a thorough egotist. If you're not a thorough egotist, you're not a thorough Christian yet. Because you've come back as a great big eye, but you've got a wink in it. Continue with see inside you. That's your private secret. So I live with a permanent wink. Didn't I see? <laughs> and to be a permanent joke, because you can live in that. And a bigger joke, because you can live in that. <laughs> so a life's a permanent joke to me. <laughs> There was, never any, there was never any greater egotist on earth than Jesus Christ. I think you say egotist, but you don't know English right, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> um, there was never a greater egotist on earth than Jesus Christ. The big I. I am the life, I am the way, I am the door, I am the light, I, 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 ooh, I, 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 I. <laughs> Until you saw inside him. Until he opened up his inner secret to those who could take it. And they challenge him how he could do things. Oh, he says, the son, I, the son, do nothing by myself. I do what I see the father do. What the father does, I'm doing. And they challenge him on his judgments. Why do you say this? Why do you say this? Oh, I, I judge nothing by myself. As I hear, I judge. Of course, in, the, in, the, in our external relationship, in the separated, this separation is uh, illusion. Union's truth. Spirit is, spirit is universal one, that's truth, that's reality. This is a temp illusion, or shall I say temporary appearance. Just temporary appearance. It's a, it's, that's all, passes. Things that are seen are temporal. Things that are not seen are eternal. And so, in the, if I call it the, the, the temporary, the unreal, the illusion, whatever word you use, separate outlook. When, the, when he made a statement like that, oh, the son, I as a son do nothing by myself. I do what I see the father do. Of course, they thought he must have some long sight, some telescopic sight to a father up there or something. Well, he said, oh, I know nothing. I, I do nothing by myself. As I hear, I judge. They must have thought he had some, a long ears of some kind. Reach up here. We, are, we, we can have hindsight. They didn't, so we can go back now. We know, no, no, no. When they finally challenged him, because he tickled, he stirred them up to ask it. He always likes stirring people up to question, because when they question, you want something. You're not just sitting, sitting, go to sleep, as some people do. Um, but, um, uh, so he stirred him up to questions. Socrates had the same principle. Stir people up to questions, and then, then something's happening. And so he stirred them up by saying he's going to the Father. Um, and uh, apparently going to leave them. That's from John 14. And they, they, uh, they said, oh, they said, if you're going to the Father, would you show him to us before you go? Oh, he, he said, he made it worse. He said, the whither I go, you know, and the way you know. That was rather tricky, because he knew they didn't know the way. <laughs> Whither I go, you know the way. Where you, where you know? We don't know the way. We don't know the way. 
Well, uh, what do you mean, know the way? That's why he said, I am the way. That's the new spirit. I am the way. And then, then and, and one of them said, show us the Father. You know what he said? Oh, he said, show us the Father. They thought up here, of course, going to the Father. Because uh, uh, um, space-time is, 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 is third-dimensioned. There's no, there's no space-time, it's all, it's all eternally one in the fourth dimension, of course. Um, and um, so, uh, what's his answer? Well, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's it. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He wasn't the Father, he's the Son. What do you mean? Then he explained it. He said, you have to have a new quality of believing. You're not to believe I'm just in some relation to a person up here. Believe the Son that I'm in the Father. The Father and me. That's not an earth relationship. And we're not materially in each other like that. Spiritually, thank God, we've begun to know we are. So it's, it's introducing a new relationship to them. An inner relationship. And then to make it completely clear, he added this. Read in John 14. He said, this is like this. Uh, he says, I speak words unto you. I, the human Jesus Christ on earth, I speak words unto you. The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father, where? That dwells in me. He does the works. It's always been a permanent inner consciousness, inner union. Everything is consciousness. You are what you know you are. You know what you know you are. I am my Father one, you know it. And so he lived by the inner now. Now, he never had to find his Father. He recognized he was his Father in, in the Son form. He just went into what he said and did without great efforts and great prayers and great everything. Just by the, the basic recognition, this is not he. This is, this, is, this is true living. And then the Bible says, for as he is, so are we in this world. 1 John 4, 17. As he is, as, as he is, he was a person, uh, uh, an expression of the Father. The Son, the expression of the Father. As he is, so are we, not one day, in this world. So you are now the expression of Father, Son, and Spirit. You are now as Jesus Christ was on earth. You're Jesus Christ on earth. You're outer self, an expression of the inner trinity. Uh, Father, Son, Spirit, uh, expressed by us. So that's this, that is this um, real living. Now again I'm stressing to you, right over it again, uh, you live freely by consciousness. When you know a thing, it's you. That's all you are. Now knowing is not this. It has to include that. It's, it's being mixed with something. Knowing is the, 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 the personal, personal capacity by which something is your, it's mixed with. That's the, the Bible, the Bible uh, 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 terminology for, for knowledge. That's why even sexual intercourse is called knowing in the Bible. Adam knew Eve because he's being mixed with. So no, I just use that to remind you that this knowledge, it's not, this, it's something, it's become you, part of you, you know. Uh, um, this is eternal life, that you might know, the, the, uh, speaking to the father, son speaking to the father, I know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ himself said, knowing is being part of him. So I said to you, I just remind you again, because it's a reminder, thank God, which is a fact of some of you, probably not a fact of all of us yet. Uh, uh, you come to know what you see to be within your, within your reach, and you want it, as available. Uh, it, it's it's uh, um, uh, 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 except what you want it. Uh, you can't prove it to love, but you'll get it. Uh, but uh, that's what that's what faith is. Reach it out something. 
Now this therefore is for those of us who have come somewhere to despair about running our own lives. That is the second stage. So it may not be for everybody here. It's when you're somewhere or other you'll be knocked down. Because you can't run your own life. There's something, somewhere you can't manage your problems, whatever kind they are. You can't manage your temptations or your, your, your the challenges to have this and be that and be loving and be and you can't do it. Something missing, you're not able somehow to, to, to be the person you ought to be. And you, you move into the second despair. The despair that uh, I told you in Romans 6, oh wretched man I am. And not the despair of the sinner, this is the despair of, oh who could deliver me from this? I'm not, I'm, I'm dragged about by something, I, 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 I'm dragged about, deliver me. See, when he wrote that, he hadn't, he hadn't, hadn't understood the real me was Christ in him, he didn't understand that. And so you see, it, it, it's, this is based somewhere on uh, uh, having come to the inner recognition, I, as, uh, 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 under the illusion of independence, independence is an illusion when you're redeemed. It's a fact when you're unredeemed. You're, we're no longer, never again independent. We're, we're a union person. You and Christ are one person, and the real person is Christ by you. You're the unity, you're a branch of a vine forever, 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 that's all you are. But when you're first saved, you don't know that. It's too, we've been too used to separation and independence. So we know Christ here died for me, and who may visit me, I, I may call on him, I might even say he lives in me, but I don't know him as me. We don't want to know him just in me, I want to know him as me. The one who's the real I. Uh, otherwise there's still separation, there's no separation in this thing, it's unity, it's union, it's one. He is his joy, the Lord is one spirit. And so, um, uh, uh, when by some, some means or other, uh, we've, uh, we've, we've come to this point of despair, we're, we're redeemed people, but we've uh, got the mistaken idea we're still independent people, and so we're trying to make it work with God's help and we've come to some kind of despair, we're in a condition where this, this, this revelation can, can become real to us. Maybe we, all of us, hope we do know it in head. That's a good start, you know it in head. It isn't you, it's Christ in you. It's Christ living in you. And somehow this, this, this can come to that, that place of faith. Uh, faith is that, that faculty we have by which we reach out and take something which is uh, 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 available and uh, desirable, it's available and desi we desire it. We can't say it's reliable yet, it's only reliable when we know it. Faith reaches out something available and desirable, then faith makes it reliable by us joining, being joined to it. It was available for you to come here this, this week. It was presumably desirable to come. It wasn't reliable. Well, you couldn't say it was reliable until you came here. When your faith said, I'll come, and materially speaking, your car, your plane brought you here, now faith has disappeared and become fact. You are here now. It's reliable now, you are here. What you took by faith has become fact to you. It's your consciousness, you're here. You don't say, I believe I'm here, you say, I am here. The word, the, the, the faith disappears and becomes fact. So faith always becomes fact, is fact. Faith, the Hebrews 11 one says, is the substance of things hoped for. So it isn't this. So I'm only saying that, um, if you say maybe, oh, I hear this, probably heard it dozens of times. Uh, yes, I, I do recognize it's not I but Christ. I don't say that it works too well in me, perhaps. I can't say I really, it's grabbed me in a, in a way, I know it. Perhaps you're in that, that condition. Now, uh, the, the knowledge of a thing doesn't come from the faith, it comes from the thing. It comes from the thing, the thing in which you put your faith. 
uh, uh, food becomes real to me, not because I took it, because the food gets me. I take the food, and the food's a reality. It's inside me. I take a chair, the chair's a reality. I take a profession, the profession's a reality. My taking brings me in a position in which something becomes real to me. I say I'll come here this weekend, I've come here, it's a reality. Reality isn't in the faith, it's in the thing which comes back to you as a reality and says, here I am, okay, that's it. So the reality comes from the thing or the person you take, not from the taking. I only say that therefore, the way, if anybody says, well, yes, uh, okay, um, I want this to be so, I, 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 I believe it is so, the Bible says so, it's not I, it's Christ. Uh, I, I, maybe, I, maybe I can't say it's all that real to me yet. I see it, I want it. Well, what you can do is, you can say it is. You can say, because God's word says, I say it is. Faith is always the, always the, the, the positive word of, of, of a fact being a fact. When you took Jesus as a saviour, you didn't say, Jesus, I hope you be my saviour. You didn't say, please be my saviour. You said, thank you, Jesus, you are my saviour. You had to move it, thank you, Jesus, you are. The moment you said that, he said, okay, I am. And the Holy Spirit came through. He didn't come through until you had said first, Jesus, by faith I'm saying you are, what I don't feel at all. I'm not the least conscious of. I say so because you say so. Then he says, okay, that's so. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The Word of God says it, but you've got to hear the Word of God. Hearing isn't just out there, it's got you. Oh yeah, oh yes, I'm hearing it. And faith says, eh, I say it so, I say it so. So I'm only saying, therefore, um, uh, the, the, uh, this isn't some new thing. This is what you are since you've been born again. If you've been redeemed, you're unified and just didn't know it, that's all. The moment you're redeemed, the Holy Spirit has joined you to himself. Jesus Christ and you become one person. God and you become one person. And you become a, a, a means of which the living God is expressing himself from the moment you're born again. It's just you haven't understood, because you went uh, in close enough range to understand who you are. So it isn't a question of some new thing, it's a question of recognition who you are. But even that's not point, point to you until it's confirmed to you, oh, I know I am, I know I am. So that's all. So if there's any along that line, uh, you're not clear, say you are. Go away and say you are. Uh, don't say you're even willing. Tell God you're not willing, but it's a fact anyhow. Don't try out your own will. Don't get to self-trying his own willingness. Tell God you're, you're not willing, you don't like him, don't want him, but he's got you anyhow. If you, tell, if you tell him that, he gets you. Be honest. So don't try and pretend. Don't say, I'm too afraid. Say, so I'm thoroughly afraid. And if you take me, I don't know what will happen. But anyhow, you got me, so okay. And you find it gently makes everything beautiful. Makes everything beautiful. So, uh, I hope you go away, those of her ears to hear that, that word of God. I see that word of God say, I am that. I am forever, never myself again. I'm ever actually, it looks like me, it's Christ in my human form. I say so, because the Bible says so. Uh, and then the Holy Spirit says, okay, okay, okay. And the Holy Spirit, uh, you can't say when, that's not your business. That's not your business. Sometimes immediately, sometimes by some external baptism or something, sometimes by some internal rec recognition, but sometimes I know, you live by knowing. I told you all along, you're confident in the job because you, the job's got you, not you got it. You've got the, the, how to teach that, uh, how to use those tools, uh, how to do that engineering, uh, how to do this. You've got it, it's got you. You're free in it. It's a consciousness. You live, you're free when things become yours, a consciousness, then you practice it outwardly.
That's this. This freedom, uh, as it catches on to us, um, ch changes, changes our outlook. Because you've begun to live by a new consciousness. I am I, but I'm not I. It's, 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 it's he running things. Now, until I know that, I'm afraid of my flesh. Because it's, I'm, I'm so weak. I've had enough of that. Of my temptations, my inabilities, and my well, longing to pray, and I can't pray, and all this sort of business we've been through, I've told you about. We're afraid of our flesh. That's why so often in churches we're given laws. You ought to, you ought to. Watch those words. You ought to, you ought to nothing, except recognize Jesus Christ as you. That's all. You ought to nothing. Cut the word ought to out of your vocabulary, blot it out in ink. The word ought to belongs to law. Paul says in Romans 7, you're dead to the law. Now the law is the ought to, why do you think you ought to? That was God's beauty in giving us, a, a, God couldn't give us himself in our fallen condition. We couldn't see grace and love, so through an angel, not through the services, through an angel he gave us a law. The ought to, ought to, to face us up, you see, we're independent, all right, be what you ought to be. Of course that caught us into guilt and finally got us into salvation. Now why do you still think you're caught up by the independence? I ought to. The law says, okay, do it. So the law is still there. Why do you think you ought to? The word law, ought to belongs to law. Law's not there. It died out in sins. You read Romans 7. You're dead to the law. As well as, uh, because uh, you're dead to the law when, when you're not there. What's the law, no, no, who's the law shouting at? They say, I'm not here, Christ is me. Well, who's the law shouting at? He's got no one to shout at. So you see, don't take us all to. Watch those all to's. When they come, no, 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 no. The only person who does the job in me is Christ. Get on doing it, God. So it back on him every time. Um, so you see, we've got, we've got used to a suspicious, fearful attitude towards self, flesh. Oh, 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 I'm so afraid I shall rush off into this sin, rush off into that, and I do this and do that, and we sort of live guardedly. Because all we really are have is a, a, self, a, a, a consciousness of, a, of an independent self with Christ. That's not good enough. It's a lie. We're not an independent self with Christ. We are Christ. We are your union. We're not independent with Him. <laughs> He's become the we. Now, uh, 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 so in the new life, you get a new confidence because you're not running yourself any longer. So you have a change of attitude, not only towards this fact, Christ saved you, towards yourself, you accept yourself as a, as a wonderful asset. You change seeing self from liability to asset. We've looked upon flesh as liability, oh, for goodness sake, I do this and I have this and this and, oh, I wish I'd rid of it. Like Paul said, a wretched man. When, when it's settled into me, uh, I'm not I. Christ said, he's the manager, he's the one running this show. I find, oh, I'm beautiful, this is God's asset. It's through my emotions and my will and my physical and my mental and my volition. He comes. This is beautiful. I accept myself back daringly. I'd I, I be free to be myself. Because he's to run it. I heard a dear brother just recently preaching on this kind of life. And he said life is committal and maintaining. He's wrong. It's life is committal and being maintained. Which is quite different. Quite different. It isn't committal, I must maintain, I must hang on, I must hang on, or he'll slip or something. You're maintained. When you don't know it, he's there. Even when you disobey you, he's there. Even if you're sinning, he's still there. He's a tough one. He sticks to what he gets. Christ.
<laughs> oh, I have a book called Once Caught No Escape. I've been trying to escape 50 years and can't. <laughs> He's got a tough, tough couple of hands, that one up there. He grabs and won't let go. <laughs> I'm rather glad, really. <laughs> So don't bother, don't bother yourself. Dare you? Dare say, I won't bother myself. I'll be myself. Uh, uh, because I'm, I'm a run self now. I'm, I'm a, not a maintaining self. I'm a, I'm a maintained self. Even that word abiding is used wrongly. And if some of you here who know Greek, it's very simple. The word abiding is to remain. Remain in me. Remain in you. Now, how does a branch remain in the tree? Well, of course, it, has, it may have its own unconscious life, I don't know. It remains by just being, doesn't it? A branch remains just by being in the tree. It's remaining as a being. Now, your abiding isn't, oh, I must get back and abide. It's recognizing you always were there and always will be. Recognizing you always were there and always will be. Remaining is, okay, I'm there. So abiding is, okay, I'm there. Even if I made a bit of, a bit of a fuss, okay, I'm there. God's not, saying my, God's not seeing my fuss, he's too busy loving me. And too busy having given the blood to put the other out. God doesn't see sin. He, he, he put sin out 2,000 years ago in the blood of Christ. He can't see it. He sees the blood, not the sin. It's we silly people who see the sins. And so he gives us the, the, the assurance of the blood that we're, we're cleansed. He doesn't see it. It's out with him. Well, so there's this freedom. You see, now, just be an ordinary person. Dare to be the only person. You are what God in you wags precisely where you are and what you are. Precisely as you are physically, mentally, spiritually, you are what you are. Be yourself. Just be yourself. And as I almost forget God. What do I mean by that? Well, you all, you all are people with a profession. Well, you're busy fulfilling it. If you run a house, you're running a house. If you're cooking, you're cooking. If you're engineering, you're engineering. If you're teaching, you're teaching. Now you're not saying, I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher. You're teaching. You're not saying, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a member of a doctor. You're, 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 you're doing medicine. You're not saying, I'm a cook, I'm a cook, I'm a cook, you're cooking. You see, you don't go back to try and remember who you are, you just be who you are. Forget Jesus and be yourself, because you are Jesus. Forget Jesus and be yourself, because you are Jesus. Be yourself. Dare to do your funny cooking. I don't know what your husband will say. Uh, um, uh, dare to do your teaching, dare to do things, and that is he doing it. Don't say, is he doing it? That's he doing it. Forget him and do it. So there's a, life's a queer thing. You first have to have an inner consciousness, by which you know something, then you forget you know it and do it. And you're doing it, you're, you're, you're the expressing you're knowing it. You don't keep saying, I know it, I know it, I know it, you do it. So don't keep saying, oh, Christ, 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 be him, be him. And that's ordinary living. And dare to believe ordinary living is he. Uh, don't be afraid of yourself. You are the love. Don't get the love. You are the love. You are the, you are the will. Don't be afraid. You are the will. Use your, use your mind. Use your, use your, your, don't be afraid of your motives. Uh, follow your motives. If they're wrong, tell God to put them right. That's all. He's running you. To be free to be yourself. Think your thoughts. We have the mind of Christ. We have the love of God. We're the will of God. Do the next thing. If it's wrong, tell him to put it right. He's pretty good at doing it. See? This is this, this, this new quality of life. Um, a daring freedom. I agree with Augustine. Augustine said, love God and do as you like. I say, amen. That's exactly what I do. I just do all my life exactly what I like. So, great fun. Sounds dangerous. God handles danger. You know flesh and spirit. If you do get kept caught in the flesh, God will get after you. He'll get you back. Good and hearty. He'll get you back. 
even if you do, you do slip, my, leave him to mind the slippings. He'll handle them. Don't you judge about those slips, just take him for granted God's got him and will see him come back. Well, that's just, just uh, this is life, being ourselves. And this is Christ coming through us. If I may leave one little illustration, um, I'll have the privilege of being some years a uh, have some friendship with, with the Jimmy Carter family. Some of you may know the mother, Lillian, precious, precious person, you probably know it. She works in the faith and work with Lillian, Lillian, the mother of Jimmy Carter. And his sisters, two sisters, Ruth I know a little bit, the other one, Lester, I know very well, Gloria. Uh, she's, a, she's a tough one, I like her. She's the older one. Um, uh, she's married, Gloria Spans, farmer's wife, lives quite near, loves her brother. And I love her uh, because we met first about ten years ago and she found this secret in the conference. Oh, it's not I, it's Christ. She's of course a down-to-earth person, drives her motorcycles, gets the toughies round her. She gets the kids uh, from wealthy homes, her parents don't know what's happening, and she gets them with their drugs and so on and loves them and wins them around her uh, with their motorcycles and so on. She's a great girl, a 50-year-old girl. <laughs> um, and uh, I want to tell you what, I've just had this weekend with her, I'll tell you a moment about that. Uh, um, incidentally, I'll say this, uh, I, I, I mustn't enter the, into American politics, must I? But you know to me it's a tremendous thing that there be someone standing for the presidency who knows Jesus. You see, I had privilege for 15 years of being in close connection with the international Christian leadership movement which has a presidential prayer breakfast. Abraham Radio, five that was my great friend, I wrote his life. So I've been in all the presidential prayer breakfasts since they started, since President Isaiah was the first one. Now they're dear men. I believe many of them truly wanted to do the best thing they do. I never heard any of them mention they said God. They say God, they say God. Jimmy Carter says Jesus Christ. And there's a vital difference. Uh, there's a vital difference. Um, uh, and let me tell you a secret. I've met some secret hard hardcore Republicans who whisper, I'm gonna visit I'm gonna vote for Jimmy Carter. <laughs> of course, they, they don't dare tell their co-Republicans maybe. Uh, I had the privilege of a visit with him, I know, because I brought uh, in a point of place of need I was brought by Gloria to have a time with him some ago. Uh, and he, he knows the Lord. And uh, I was just asked to sell him one of those little books. So I put in it a word of prophecy. I said, Jimmy, you're the next president and you're to have the wisdom God gave Solomon. Because you're seeking God's glory, not man's glory. And I believe it'll be true. Well, I, this, this little story illustrates <laughs> what I mean. Um, Gloria, the, the sister, came into this freedom, Christ said, oh, it's Christ running my life. I just run off in my cycles and do things, it's Christ coming through to these young fellows and so on. And she got hold of this, was thrilled with it and went home. This was, this was about eight years ago. Uh, three weeks after, I had a letter from her, and this letter had a real good touch in it. She said, uh, uh, wrote to me, she said, uh, you know uh, what, this is, uh, what the Lord had given to me in this conference? But he said, this is what happened to me. When I came home, I found her at my desk, uh, she of course in, is in agriculture things, she belongs to a garden club, an invitation, would I speak to the garden club on herbs? Of course we English keep our H's, you lose them. We say herbs, you say herbs. I, I can't help you on that one. Um, a, a lecture on herbs. But she said, I knew nothing about herbs. So she said, for about three days I gave myself to studying herbs to give them a lecture. So she said, on, we'll say it's a Saturday, I gave it. When I came back that evening, she said, I felt guilty. I had, I'd forgotten about God for three days. So busy on herbs. 
So she said, I knelt down. I said, oh God, do forgive me. I haven't, I've been too bitter to sick of you these three days. He said, you silly girl. I was co-sicking with you all the time. That was my lecture, not your lecture. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't well, well, that a good one? <laughs> I reminded her that she was at the conference this week. I reminded her of that. That's that fact. Well, so you see, this is, this, this is freedom life. Now, if I only have time to say much more, um, watch on this level the difference between soul and spirit. It involves a bit with temptation too. The great scripture on that is Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4 says you can't enter into his rest God's rest isn't rest from works, it's rest in works. Uh, see, rest is having sufficiency to do the job. Strain is having, uh, uh, being insufficient to do the job. Uh, 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 all life is action. When you have, have what it takes for action, it's fun. When you haven't, it's tough. So, see, rest is have sufficiency to do your job. Strain is insufficiency to do it. I mean, like if you go to a store to buy $10 worth of God's goods with $20, you, you buy from rest. If you go to buy $50 worth of goods with $10, you buy from strain. <laughs> Which way around? So, rest is adequacy in, in action, inside action. Now, it says here in that Hebrews chapter, you can't have rest until you can discern between soul and spirit. That's a remarkable statement. In Hebrews 4, um, uh, verse 12 you labour to enter the rest labour means study earnestly uh, don't fail uh, only if you fail by unbelief by the example of unbelief for the word of God is quick and powerful sharp and a two-edged sword piercing even the fine points of dividing asunder of soul the spirit of the joints and marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart now it's just a little thing now he likens their soul and spirit to joints and marrow uh, now, I'm not a doctor, but roughly speaking, marrow is the life of the bones by which the bones operate. Joints are the operation. Spirit's the marrow by which things operate. Joints are those that operate it. Spirit and soul. Uh, soul. Soul is as that which operates it. Spirit and soul. Um, you see, the way we humans are made, the Bible says, uh, we are whole spirit and soul and body. We are spirits. We are spirits. That's why I think I told you, when you die, you either are a spirit in prison, if you're lost, or your spirit is just made perfect. Spirit, spirit, spirit. Your new body hasn't come back to you yet. The soul is an expression of the body. So you, so you have, uh, see, we are essentially spirits. Now our spirits are clothed with means of manifestation. Now it has two, uh, two levels of clothing, soul and body. Now I'm a desiring person. The spirit, I desire, I, I love, I want, I desire. A spirit says, I desire, I know, I claim to have knowledge, and I will. That's me, that's you. I want things I love, I want, I'm a, that's motivation of life. Uh, I know certain things, and I will. Out of my knowledge and my desires comes my will. That's my spirit. Now, in order to, to manifest my, my, my love desires, I have emotions. That's so. By my emotions, like we express our emotions, praise and love, as our emotions comes out, that's not our spirit. That's a, an expression of our spirit in soul form. The same with my knowledge. Now I must be able to express my knowledge. I express my knowledge by my reasoning. Give a reason for the hope that's in you. That's your soul. You try to express and think and, talk and, and exp expound things. You know things, you can't always express them. Or you express them wrongly. That's, that's your soul. And your body, of course, is out of form of speaking. 
Now your soul and your body, your, I beg your pardon, your soul, which is emotions and reasons, are very open to any kind of influences, they contact the world. So your soul, your emotions, can be disturbed by all kinds of things. Worry, fear, depression, coldness, dullness, hardness, you will feel all those things. What feeling isn't you? Feeling is soul or body. Uh, it's very precious in the right hand, through your feeling God comes. But also, world can come, and doubts can come, and disc discords can come, and flesh can come. And so, uh, you've got to learn to differentiate between soul and spirit. Uh, in other words, um, your feelings are not you. Uh, if you feel, for instance, you may say, well, I, I, I feel God isn't here. Uh, I feel God's absence from me. Uh, I feel dry in my soul or something. Don't go by that. Say, that's only outward, outward temporary, uh, some temporary effect on you. Go back where you are. Inside, oh, God's here. Here's the river living, here's the water, the springing up, up springing fountain. The river's here, God's here. And you, re, you, you, you uh, re, replace your response to your feelings uh, by, by the recognition of who you are in your, in your spirit. You go back to your spirit every time. Your spirit never changes. Your spirit is you and Christ, one person, and forever you're at rest there. Forever you're at peace there. And so, it's a very important thing. You, you may say, I know something, or I believe something. Oh, you doubt it tomorrow in every way. Everything around you shouts at the absurdity. Reasons will shout at the absurdity. The outer, uh, uh, outer reasons say absurd. Oh, I don't take those. Reasons say, I, uh, that's absurd. I don't go. I go inwardly. I, I say, well, God and I fix this thing up. We believe that. That's a fact. And you go back, to your, you go back from your soul to your spirit. Uh, you find that a very, a very comprehensive uh, um, uh, necessity to be able to di differentiate between soul and spirit because continually things are coming to us which have disturbed us when we see that disturbance aren't really our spirit at all we accept it's something temporary which bothers us, stirred us up uh, hurt us, uh, you know, uh, given us depressions, given us so so that's not what I am, that's only outer expression I move back to my outer expression who I really am and say, oh Christ, you and I are one and in Christ's oneness I find peace in the disturbance, or light in the darkness, or, uh, you know, release in the depression, or, or uh, courage in the fear, and so on. So that's only a, a, a helpful uh, area which can help us to, uh, to walk in this free life. That when our freedom is disturbed by apparent uh, feelings, emotions, or reasons, no, no, say, they, they'll, always be, uh, they'll always be changeable. The spirit's unchangeable. It's where he and I are one. Um, in just in the last, I haven't time to go any further with it, but just in the last moment I will say, um, I think you're quite clear there, but uh, don't mistake temptations for sin. Don't mistake temptations for sin. You will always be tempted. Our privilege is to be lights in a, in a world full of temptations. This is the devil's world. It's God's world, the devil's taking it over to a large extent. So the last, almost the last statement John makes is the whole world lies in the evil one. It's full of that which stirs up flesh and self in me, isn't it? It stirs up flesh in me. My pride, my state of symbol, my money, my sex, my, my, my desires, my everything. All being in the whole world stirs me up, tempts me, tempts me, tempts me. You will always be that. That's your privilege. Your privilege is to be in a world that's part of the suffering, to be in a world which always, you share the temptations of the world, but you know how to handle them, they don't. You know how to have victory over them, they don't. So you're there to be hand, have the same incoming as temptations, this kind of temptations, that kind, and know how to handle them and help the other person to handle them, where they're beaten by them. That's the difference.
The other purpose of temptation is it's part, it's, it, it, it confers him in affirming Christ. Because uh, my temptations are the moment I say, now God, you've taken over. Now God, you're here. So the arising of, 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 of uh, the temptation to self-reaction to different kinds uh, uh, stir me up to, to affirm Christ. Only just to get those things clear, get what the scripture says. Uh, James is, is a psychologist in the Bible. He puts it very plainly. He says, every man's tempted where he's drawn away of his own lust. But the word lust isn't just sex, which is, which comes, we become so sex-minded. It's just uh, desire of any kind. Uh, the word in the Greek is just desire. Uh, every man's tempted where he's drawn away of his own desires and enticed. Now, entice means you'd like to do it. So temptation is you'd like to do it. That's not sin. That's the first normal reaction to something. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm tempted not to like that person. I'm tempted to fear. I'm tempted to be troubled. I, I'm, I'm tempted with sex desires. Uh, wrong ones, I mean. I'm, I'm tempted with wrong thoughts. Uh, temp temptation is not sin. Uh, the, the, the simplest proof is not sin is Jesus was tempted at all points. He never sinned. Now we know temptation is to want to do it. Jesus wanted to do everything he shouldn't do. How do I know that? Because he said he wanted not to die when he had to die. That's how I know it. When the final issue came, he said, I don't want to die. That wasn't Jesus' spirit, that's Jesus' soul. So Jesus had a temptation. I don't want to die. Of course I will die in my Father's will. So he had to move over Gethsemane from not wanting to die to accepting death. So you see, everybody's tempted. Therefore, it's a great thing to Don't be bothered by temptation. You always get it. Don't be bothered by it. You always have, always coming into you. Temptation is this and this and this and this. Um, because they're, they're, the, they're the springboards that say sometimes it's slow about it. Um, I'm an awful person for uh, uh, having to catch planes and, my, my, and I, I suppose that my guests must be put up with the devil or something, my hosts, because they always run me to the last moment that the devil was tempted to do it or something. So I always have tension. Oh, I shall miss the thing. That, no, that's, that, that's temptation. Now, I take, I, I, I take sometimes you'd get some, t take some time. I allow myself ten minutes to turn from temptation to, 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 to acceptance of Christ. So I'll ten minute gap. <laughs> oh, oh, silly. God will get me there. God will get me there. But you see, I wasn't silly. I was telling you, oh, I look at this. I shall miss that play. I shall miss that play. No, no, that's my soul tension. My outward reactions. No, that's my chance. God, you're writing this. I've, you mean to get that play? I'll get it. I transfer temptation back as a, as a leap of faith. It becomes a fresh confirmation of Christ. All life is that you always get them. You always have your worries. You have your tensions. You have your strains. You have your uh, people. I, I don't really like that person. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hurt by that person. You have your your your, your flesh lusts, sex, and uh, uh, in its wrong uses. We often get that 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 word wrong. Uh, we young people do. It says if anyone looks off a woman to lust after her he's committed adultery with her heart uh, looking and lusting are different lust is the heart now I, I like to look at women I'm so glad you aren't all pearly women in, in, in India all covered with one blanket you look beautiful I like beautiful women so I look, spend my life looking at beautiful women that's not sin it's sin if I say oh I'd like to seduce her that would be sin oh I'd like to, I, I'd like to commit adultery whether that's sin or, or the, the, the girl with the, the other way around see what I mean sin isn't in the look it's in the purpose of the heart. So, you see, be free there. You get any, any kind of things. You can look at temptation if you like. But uh, uh, tempt, uh, the Bible says to, to complete that scripture, I must stop now. Um, if any man's tempted, 
It's drawn away his own desires, all right, full of desires, and enticed you want to do it. Then, when thus hath conceived, is being foreseen, conception is marriage. That means my heart has chosen that, hmm, I'd, I'd, I'd seduce that girl if I could. That's it. I'll just give way to my head. That's it. Sin is when I've taken the thing or undone it. Sin's in the act. Temptation is only in the, in the first enticements. So not to, not to mistake temptation for sin and use it as a springboard. Very often we're so bad. Oh, but so God has a laugh at you when you're slow. He says, you'll learn a little quicker next time. Oh God, what am I fussing about? You've got that in hand. So your temptation of fuss and fear and dislike, you say, oh, I dislike them. Oh, of course I love them with God's love. And it, it, it's it, your springboard back each time to the affirmation of the Christ in you. You don't live tempted, but <laughs> there it is there. And when, I can't stop now, when we sin, that's been provided for longer in the precious blood. And the law of sinning is quick sinning, quick cleansing. And, uh, sin, when you do sin, all that God requires, I'm honest to admit it, that's confess. Confess means say the same thing as God says. No, would you admit it? God said, there. You don't, and you see it isn't there either. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. And the Africans taught me, I never had some lovely things I can't stop telling you now in my life among the Africans. They taught me this, brother, never seen the second sin. If you slip into a sin and you know you've lost your temper or told a lie or done something you shouldn't do and you feel you're guilty, that's your sin. The moment you admit it, gee, God says, that's not there. I already see the blood that disappeared and the blood is gone. See, I don't see it. It's forgiven. It's gone. Now I said, your second sin is if you keep remaining guilty. If you don't believe the precious blood, to not to believe the precious blood is worse than the sin you committed. The first sin you do, the second sin is not to believe the precious blood. Don't commit the second one. Get up, accept the precious blood, praise God and go on. And say, now Lord, I'll do it again, ten minutes unless you keep me. You go on doing the keeping. That's all. Bless you. Oh.